It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people, sharing real struggles, and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now let's join our host, Ron Myers. Welcome, listeners. Wow. (laughs) Are you getting a little tired of all this um, isolation and, you know... I'm ready. I'm ready to get back to a normal life, whatever that will be in the future. You know, one thing, though, it has shown me that God has always created you and I to be free, free to dream, free to become the person that he created us to be. And when we get into a situation that we are we are restricted, we are isolated, we cannot become fully who we are are intended to be, we've kind of just on a lockdown in our mind that it can really drive us goofy. It really can. And unfortunately, some people can be open to the lies of the enemy, which I call Satan, the anti-God, and he wants to take moments like this and have enticements like drugs and alcohol to poison our mind, poison our destiny, and poison our relationship with God. Today's guest is a friend of mine I've known for a few years. His name is Nathan Ladner. Now, Nathan was a person that knows a lot about drugs and alcohol. He started when he was a teenager, a young teenager, and spent about 15 years into drugs, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That was his middle name. But one day, he had to stop. He had to stop or lose his wife and his children, and he's got an incredible story. You are going to be blessed by this man's story, and I've also will be asking him some ideas and some thoughts of what he would do in a situation like this now if he was tempted, and perhaps he is. I don't know. I haven't asked him yet. If he was tempted with drugs and alcohol, as he is also part of the lockdown. So let me introduce my guest and welcome him to the show. Get the hell out of your life. Nathan Ladner, are you on the phone? I am. I am, Ron. It's good to be here. Um, I just want to say, uh, get the hell out of your life. I mean, that's exactly what happened in my life, Ron. <laughs> I think that's a perfect title. I hadn't had a chance to tell you how much I love that uh, name of the show, man, but uh, I just really love it. I think it's perfect for what we're trying to do, what you're trying to do, and what you're trying to allow God to use you for, man. Um, well, I'm excited to be here, brother. I, I, I appreciate that, Nathan. Uh, well, Nathan, uh, let's tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? How'd you grow up? And how'd you begin your little journey, uh, escapades of uh, drugs, alcohol, and sex? Well, it's kind of interesting, especially during these times where we talk about isolation. And oftentimes, um, a key word with isolation would be, would, would be called boredom. Um, and uh, I grew up in a small town of Socher and, uh, you know, liked to play sports as a young kid and kind of experimented with some, you know, recreational marijuana. Um, and, 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 and oftentimes, I tell people, it's really out of boredom, um, running out of things to do. And, and obviously, the people you're around, you, you'll eventually try some things that you hang around. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. If you're out there listening, you, you really got to be mindful of who you hang around and what they're doing. And so, you know, when I was a teenager, started using a, a lot out of boredom and, and people I hung around. Um, so in this time of isolation, I think we really got to ma- maintain focus. And, you know, it, for me, it was it's funny you mentioned the norm. Um, for a long time, Ron, uh, the norm was getting high. Um, wake up in the morning, getting high. That, that's all I thought about. That's all that was on my mind. 
just thankful that Jesus one day showed me that there's more to life than just um, getting high and wasting my life. That's what it was. And and so I try to really stay focused on what I'm doing day in and day out, um, that I don't waste any more years. Yeah, and, and you started uh, in your original story when I first uh, read it. Uh, if I remember right, it was around 14 or 15 years old you were and it started with marijuana and then it led into some more drugs and you did a, you dabbled in a lot of different things uh didn't you oh yes um and something i'm really you know i, I want to let the listeners know first of all i'm not i'm not bragging or proud of it but yes um ecstasy um cocaine um meth um uh, you know pain medications um whether prescribed or unprescribed you know when when you when you gotta have some pain medicine or you're sick, you'll you'll do whatever you gotta do. And oftentimes, um, you know, then you'll you can get cocaine or meth, whatever to get those nobody wants to hurt, Ron, and uh nobody wants to go through pain. But oftentimes I've found in life that God wants to use that pain um to grow you, you know. Um, you know, a lot of people like to use the the faith is like a muscle. Well, yeah, and that's true, but it's also true that muscle grows when it when it cares. Um, and, and that cause, that can cause pain and soreness. And so, um, I believe God uses pain, whether it's self-inflicted or not, he can use that to glorify him and, and to grow you as the, the man or daughter, son or daughter that he's designed you to be. Um, I think that's the biggest key is understanding who you are and, and who God made you to be. Um, well, on your journey, uh, uh, you were married at the time, um, you were married, you had some children and you had hit a point. What was it that made you stop? What was it that you finally had to say, enough is enough. I can't live this any way anymore. I've got to discover my destiny, what God, God's plan for my life. What, what happened? Oh, Ron, that's, um, thank you for bringing that up. Um, <laughs> sometimes, uh, it, it's been about Coming up on six, seven years now, I kind of don't remember the exact date because it's just so awesome to be, um, to know who I am and what I'm designed to do now. Um, you know, the, the saying of time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> but, um, yes, the, the point of, the point of, of that, that momental, that pivotal point that I believe with all my heart, Ron, um, that, that every addict, and I'll use the word addict because I used to be one, I'm not one anymore as far as drugs and alcohol, and I, I believe uh, the, the word addict can be used as self-indulging in any type of way. First, let me just make that clear. Um, second, uh, the pivotal moment was, and, and like I said, that addiction is, is oftentimes we find ourselves in these cycles of life, whatever it was. And, 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 and I like to say God was opening my eyes slowly and making me aware of some things in my life and seeing that I, I believe everybody's heart of when they get high, Nobody wants to hurt, okay, Ron? A lot of times um, we will go, and, 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 and it's crazy. I've talked to other addicts, and most of the time and we would you would get higher or more of a rush going to get the drugs than when you actually got to ingest them, however you would do that. Um, and so for me, that kind of started signaling something, and, and, and it was a kind of a, a you know hamster wheel cycle, so to speak. I would go, and, and, and I was like, man, I can't keep doing this. You know, something in me was like, Nate, Logically, can you keep doing this forever? And 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 so the answer is no. 
the answer is no to anybody out there smoking crack, doing cocaine, smoking meth, doing meth, however you're doing it, the answer is ultimately going to lead to death. And, and so, you know, basically the question I want to ask and just be blunt, are, are we that selfish to think that it's not harming anybody? Because that's what most of the addicts will say. I'm not hurting anybody. Well, you are. Um, because you're loved by more people than you realize. I just want to speak to somebody right now, Ron, if, if you're loved. Um, I, I think one of the things that God really changed in my life, man, was how much my wife loved me when I didn't love myself. Wow. And God was using his love through her. I mean, I, I hated myself, and I couldn't. It would make me angry, Ron, when, when, when she loved me, when I wanted her to hate me. I wanted her to be mad at me because I hated myself, man. And, and so I guess to narrow it down to that pivotal moment, you know, to sum it up would be, I can't keep doing this. And I believe some, it's in the heart of everybody that's going through addiction right now. If they really just take a second and think to themselves, can they keep doing this? Do they want, are they tired of this lifestyle? I believe the answer is no. I just believe they don't know how to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was, it was kind of my story years ago. I mean, I love to, uh, this was years ago. Uh, you know, I love to smoke pot and, and I always said, well, I'll stop one day. And I didn't really do it so much for fun, but I did it because I wanted to escape and numb the pain in my life. And you're right. One day I had to ask myself, is this going to stop? And uh, finally God put me in a position that uh, I not only did I stop, but uh I'm like you. I'm kind of a wild, crazy guy for Jesus ever since. Uh, listeners on the phone is uh, Nathan Ladner. Nathan Ladner uh, loved drugs more than his wife and his children. But one day, after 14 years of drugs, God put him on a path to help other people now. And he has an incredible job. And we're going to find out more of what he's doing. Some advice for somebody out there right after the break. So don't go anywhere. Keep it right here on Get the Hell Out of Your Life. We all need encouragement. Encouragement does one of two things. It either frees us from the trouble we fear or it gives us the strength and courage to meet the trouble when it comes. If you would like to receive a weekly text message of encouragement, simply text the word INSPIRE to 51660. That's INSPIRE to 51660. Our messages will encourage, inspire, and empower you on your journey through life. Life is tough. Be encouraged. Keep fighting the good back listeners uh this is uh ron myers the show get the hell out of your life i'm so glad you're with me today because during these times of isolation things can happen out there we can be tempted to take a, a little pill maybe smoke a little of this smoke a little of that and take a couple drinks and next thing you know your life's out of control my guest today is nathan ladner that spent 14 15 years with drugs and alcohol and uh today is free uh becoming the person God created him to be, and he's sharing his story. Well, Nathan, before the break, you shared that pivotal moment that your wife loved you when you, I think that's so critical. Your wife loved you when you hated yourself. So somebody, when you hate yourself, okay, you get, have to get up in the morning. You have to look in the mirror, brush your teeth and, and shave. So when you looked in the mirror before your transformation, what did you see when you looked in the mirror? Oh man, that's um incredible question, Ron. Uh, I, you, you know, you I think we try to put on this facade, and 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 I think you think everything's okay. Um, and in the scriptures, James talks about a man looks in the mirror and forget what he looks for, look, looks like. Don't be that man 
who is double-minded. And, 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 and so it's an interesting statement that you asked me because I've kind of been studying on that. And, it's you know, I don't think men spend as much time in the mirror <laughs> as, <laughs> as women do, and that's not downing uh, women at all. But, you know, looking back at that, I probably didn't spend much time looking in the mirror. Because that mirror would oftentimes make me reflect on who I was and what I was going, what was going on in my life, Ron. So I think, I think really, I would probably look in there, and I wouldn't do too much thinking, to be honest with you. And 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 I think that's a tool of the devil. Like we mentioned, that pivotal moment, just using rational logic of can't keep doing this. And so, you know, shame, shame would also keep me down, and shame will keep you in a place of serving yourself because is is a tool of the devil because we're oftentimes we're, we're crucified between yesterday and tomorrow. And so my thoughts oftentimes was, I, I you know, I, I screwed up yesterday and there's shame involved in that. Well, tomorrow I'm going to hurt if I don't get my fix. They're, they're causing a lot of anxiety and stress. And so what would alleviate that stress, Ron, is to use again. Yeah, use again and keep using again. And again, listeners on the phone, Nathan Ladner, who is sharing his story of how he spent 14, 15 years in a drug-addicted world and uh, loved drugs more than his wife and children. But one day he was set free. Now, you went to, uh, was it the Home of Grace that uh, helped you on your recovery path? It was the Home of Grace. And and for me, um, hey, let me just use scripture again, Ron, because it's just who I am and, and who I want to be. But it's the, the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing, Jesus. Um, and so that flesh was weak. I, I really knew in my heart that I couldn't stay at home and uh, really struggle with that hurting and pain. So I felt it was best. I had a friend of mine, um, Jason, who, who really recommended that I go. And um, I always tell people I kind of mess people's world up, I think, Ron. I'm pretty open about where I went for a few months. Um, I tell people I had the most fun of my life at rehab <laughs> and they look at me kind of sideways and like, you can't say that. I said, but I can, I found out who I was. I found out how much God loves me. And, uh, it was just an incredible time in my life. And who gets three months time out of the proverbial hamster wheel of life, go to work, come home, clean, eat, go to work, come home, clean, eat. And I got to sit down with my, with my maker, my creator and, 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 Kind of find my purpose and, and have hope in this life. Amen. It was an amazing, amazing time in my life, Ron. You said you found out, uh, listeners on the phone, Nathan Ladner sharing his story of drug addiction uh, over 15 years, and, and uh, he went to the home of grace. And you said, Nathan, you found out who you were. Who are you? What did you find out? Tears coming down my eyes, Rod. Um, I, I just—I don't think I get to say this out loud enough, brother. I, I'm a child of God. I'm a redeemed child of God, and uh, Jesus paid for my iniquities on the cross. He gave me forgiveness. I was reading Mark two, the man that was carried by some friends through a roof, and they carried a paralytic man, and and and, and the Pharisees and the Sadducees—they're watching him, and and he said, "Your sins are forgiven." And that's that shame that I held on to so tightly because in that shame I became bitter and angry at people and, and, and excuse after excuse of why I can't do better. But in that forgiveness that I found out that um, how much Jesus loved me, that forgiveness I was able to have mercy new in the morning, brother. I, I, I was able to have that freedom that, that we all think we have, but that freedom that I was truly designed to walk in and, and love and, and peace and, and joy um, through God, um, and it's just an incredible walk 
to, to know what you're designed for. I think most people don't even understand the meaning of life. Yeah. Not that I've got to figure it out, Ron, but um, if I can simplify Jesus' words, it's love God and love others. Wow. Uh, listeners on the phone, Nathan Ladner, sharing his story of drug addiction and his freedom. He was set free. Now, Nathan... I can picture someone out there right now, and I can picture this because it was a picture of my house or my room maybe 25 years ago. Dark room. Curtains are closed. It's dark. There's a bottle of Jack Daniels or Crown over there, maybe a little bag of marijuana. They divinely tuned into this radio program today, and they're wondering, why am I even listening to this? Why am I not listening to some Led Zeppelin? But they continue to listen to it. Now, you have an opportunity to talk to that person because they don't think they have an identity. They don't like themselves. They don't think they're worth anything in life at all. So they just want to numb the pain and forget about who they aren't instead of who they are. What would you tell that person? That's very good, Ron. Um, first of all, I would say open the, open the windows, open the blinds, go outside for a minute, um, look at the trees, look at the clouds, look at the, look at the, the sky. Who, who do you think made that? You know, we had to have a creator, and if we got a creator, then then there's a good chance we got something striving against us. And and a lot of people say, Nate, how do you know God is real? Well, to the person sitting in their room with that bottle of Jack or that alcohol or that marijuana or cocaine or meth on their table, I've seen the devil. And somebody sitting in that dark room, they know there's a devil because that devil is enticing them. That devil is urging them to keep on going. Nobody loves you. Nobody likes you. Um, You're not worthy. Well, I'm here to tell you, you're worthy, brother or sister. You're worthy. You're absolutely worthy. Jesus died for you, and that makes you worthy. He shed his blood. He was beat for you. That makes you worthy. Um, and his blood wasn't wasted. His blood was not wasted. Um, and, and so I, I, I would say call somebody. I would say get out of the house for a second. Take a walk and, 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 and examine your heart. Examine, is this who I am? Is this who I want to be tomorrow? Um, because once again, Ron, I truly believe with all my heart that God put a divine purpose in our heart to seek Him. And when we start seeking other things, idols, um, you know, selfish, fleshly pleasures, that's when we, we get off track. And I believe this isolation period can be a time to get back on track, Ron. So yeah. it's an opportunity. I believe this is an opportunity to bust out of the darkness and go to the marvelous light. Um, regardless if you understand it all, let's just break free of some things. Let's do something different. Well put, well put, Nathan Ladner on the phone, listeners, uh, sharing uh, his uh, incredible testimony of being set free of of, of drugs and alcohol. Well, in uh, the little bit of time that's just left, I got two things for you. One, Nathan, you are a surgery tech now, I believe, at one of the local hospitals. Life has been good for you. So tell us a little bit what's happening in your life in the last six, seven years since you've been free from uh, drugs and alcohol. It's been incredible. God's just opening up doors. Um, here, I'll just simplify it. We've been talking to, I believe, Ron, also, that we've divinely talking to somebody who needs help, too. Um, and uh, I just want to say this, that it's better than I ever could imagine life could be. <laughs> um, I'm not just talking finances. I'm talking about joy and peace. Um, I, you know, you don't have to find it in a substance. It don't even have to be in a food. <laughs> 
Yeah, you, you, know, fo- you, um, you found it and got And I think it's an important point to make there, uh, Nathan, is that when you've experienced the worst, which you have, you said it in your own words, and now you've gone to the best. See, your story is validates God's love. Your story validates God's mercy. Your story validates God's forgiveness. So you're preaching to someone not out of a textbook, but you're preaching to someone out of real life struggle but real life hope um yes amen and and uh you know if somebody wants to reach out to me on facebook i, I just want to throw that out there right I, I didn't plan to say that but if you want to message me about needing help about where to go where's the first step um i, I would love to help somebody um I, you know i think like that is an excellent to- excellent <laughs> idea thank you for sharing that how do they get in touch with you um, I'm not real tech savvy, Ron, but I would assume just um, search Nathan Ladner, um, and it would come up from Social Mississippi. Um, heck, if you in that desperate of help, just message a few of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, message a few of the Ladners. They all are related. You'll find each other. Well, Nathan no, Ladner. That's right. Amen, brother. Uh, one thing before I let you go, I want to, first of all, just thank you so much. I can just hear the passion, the love in your heart for Jesus. Um, the name of the show, Get the Hell Out of Your Life. So how do you get the hell out of your life? Take a step. Take one step. And here's the scripture that God's put on my heart that I can't get out of. Don't don't worry. Don't be anxious about tomorrow. Don't seek things that of food and clothing. The body is more than that. Don't don't worry about yesterday. Don't worry about tomorrow. Take a just rest in, in, in God's control today. And taking that step of faith means um, like I said, do something different. Um, most of the time in addiction, it's a cycle that keeps repeating itself. And, and how do you get out of that cycle? You got to do something different. Okay. You got to take a step. You got you to make a phone call. You got to get out the house. You got to go visit somebody. You got to put yourself out there. And it's scary. And it's scary because if people really know who you are, then you feel like you won't be loved, Ron. But that's the craziest thing about who God is. He fully knows you and fully loves you. Wow. So so well put, Nathan. God bless you, brother. What an incredible story. Nathan Ladner. Check him out on Facebook. Nathan Ladner, L-A-D-N-E-R. Nathan, God bless you, brother. And uh, I'll be in touch with you again real soon. Thank you again. Sir, God bless you. Listeners, I'll take a break. And when I come back, my monologue for you today. What's your story? We're looking for stories of hope and overcoming life's struggles with God's grace. Your story validates God's love, mercy, restoration, and forgiveness. We want to help you share your story with the world. Visit our website, thepromoter.org, and click on the Share Your Story link and submit your story. Your testimony of God's amazing grace will change a person's destiny for eternity. The streets are quiet. The shops are empty. The cries can be heard in the distance. A person asks, what did I do wrong? I went to church. I helped others, and today I live in fear. My children ask me, why are you crying? I lie to them. I tell them, a friend of mine is sick. The truth is, I'm sick. I pray nothing happens. I live in fear and wonder, could my dreams for me and my children be over with? Oh God, please help me. I can't handle this. Then they look at me and ask, why? You know, I've spent years, friends, speaking and promoting the promises of God. I like to quote Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans of hope in the future, not of disaster. You know, it's easy to tell people that when things are good. But what do I tell people 
who live in fear. People who are basically under house arrest or the person who's issued a citation because they went to the beach alone for some meditation time. What do I say to the folks that can't visit their loved ones in a nursing home or the person who is probably going to lose their livelihood, their business? What do I say to the people that were given a fine of $500 a piece because they dared gather on their private church property, isolated in their cars to hear a message of hope from their pastor, Charles Hamilton in Greenville, Mississippi? Or what do I say to my wife and daughter and the other school teachers who will not see their students anymore this year? Students they had grown to love because the school year now has been canceled. So I ask God, what do I say? Now, I don't get any awesome revelations or some powerful message. All I hear are three words. I am faithful. So what do we do with those three words? Well, we do what we did when our children were learning to walk, be patient and wait. We look over our life and remind ourselves how God has been faithful. We remember those times when we had no hope, no answers, no solution. And just when we thought we were defeated, God made a way. It's in times like this that we must go back in our memories and relive the days when divine circumstances placed us in the right place at the right time. We must hold tight to God's promise of never leaving us. His promise that He is with us, He is for us, and He is never against us. I have discovered that God is never late and He's never early, but He is always on time. He will reveal His purpose for each of our situations in this time. Not our time, but His time. You and I must keep a good attitude and remind yourself often, my friend, of this promise of power and hope. God is faithful. God is with me because He loves me. Ron will be back in a moment to wrap up today's conversation. We want to encourage you today with God's promise to you. It comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's God's promise to you when you choose to commit your plans and future to Him. Now, back to Ron. Well, my time is up, friends. I'm so glad I was able to spend some time with you today. I am really praying for you as much as myself to see what it is that God needs us to see. I think sometimes uh, we're never really going to know for a while, but we go through walk by faith and not by sight. I do feel like I want to, um, I do this every week now, is just ask somebody if you're ready to make a commitment to Jesus. Just Repeat this simple prayer. Dear Jesus, come into my heart, forgive my sins, and give me your spirit of peace, hope, and purpose. I will commit my life to you today. I want to discover my divine destiny. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, congratulations, your life will never be the same. Start reading the Bible. I recommend starting with the book of John. 
And then if you would, email me, ron at thepromoter.org. I want to send you some material to begin your journey. I am committed to help you in your walk. Well, until next week, hang in there, because he who hung up there on the cross for us is always with us. This is your time to discover your destiny by getting the hell out of your life. Today's show was produced by Ron Myers Ministries, a listener-supported ministry. For a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. And would you prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation so that we may continue to share stories of God's amazing grace with the world? And join us next week for another broadcast of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope.